0: Welcome back to the FPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always with me is my trusty co-host, Rob Langevin.
1: It's good to be here, Kev. We're going to finish up the 2015-2016 Fantasy Premier League season and talk about how our teams did, and uh, we're going to do some speculation for next year, and then we're going to jump right into our uh, our summer, you know, what do you, what, what's the, the good Euros? word for it?
0: The Euro 2016 yeah, the, Championship. What,
1: yeah, I was thinking of like a our new Nespit. How about that? A new Nespit. <laughs> sure. Fantasy Nespit. You know, fake fake soccer, fake European soccer, <laughs> fake reality of fantasy sc- soccer. F- yeah, fake but- real summer European soccer football. That should be the what is it? The, what are the initials of that? Is it the N- <laughs> Jeez, I really wish NAAQP? N- <laughs> it, it could be a really cool acronym. We'll have, we'll have to go back to the tape. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so you know, I know we're a week behind on because uh, the, the Premier League season ended two weeks ago. But you know, we West, when Mess Morgan calls and invites you to you know to Jamaica to hang out, you go. I'm sorry, if anybody got the call, Kev, if you got the call, would you go? Uh-huh, right. yep, hmm Absolutely. So, anyway, that's where I've been. You know, I've been chilling out in Jamaica. I really haven't. I wish I was, but I've always been. <laughs> also,
0: they're back in Thailand, which has been hilariously undercovered, considering the last time they went out east. <laughs> um, east, yeah. But the last time they went out there, this it began the domino tipping that led to them winning the Premier League. So maybe they're not sure. too worried about it after
1: all. True. sure. True. I mean, you know, we where everything starts, it's got to end somewhere, and then start again. I mean, I think that's a prophecy that I read on, uh, on a subway, somewhere.
0: Like if you went to a bank and they asked, mm-hmm. and the terms were, if you deposit a little bit of racism, the return you'll get will be a Premier
1: League title. Hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, are, are you gonna? You'd have to be labeled a racist for for a while to you know wear that scarlet letter. You'd have to. So, I mean, it, oh, that's a tough one. Because I, I, I like to be liked by everybody, so it's tough. I, or, I, or I like to hate everybody equally. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't discriminate. I hate everyone. I yeah, think that's a yeah. pretty solid stance to
1: take. Yeah, in. absolutely. absolutely. Like, <laughs> like fantasy, I hate people that do better than me, and I hate the people who don't think I'm awesome. So
0: And the people that do worse than me, because why can't you be as good as me? It's like when you're driving and you're in the left lane, And either everybody is going too fast and you think they're a lunatic or everybody's going too slow. And you're like, get out of my way! I'm not a lunatic! It's just this cyclical cyclical issue you get there. Um, Okay, so Match Week 38 didn't go my way at all. Tottenham got absolutely trounced by Newcastle. Fell out of second spot. Fantasy team not so great either. Got six points from my triple captain. In Kevin De Bruyne, so that strategy didn't end up paying off for me at all. My score total wouldn't be able to drink much in the States, and I wouldn't drink a scotch any younger than
1: this. <laughs> Rob, how <laughs> did you get up? Uh, yeah, I, well, I didn't know how bad you did until right before we started taping because either <laughs> you told me and I completely forgot, and I was just like, yikes. But yeah, I, I would. I, like you, was waiting with the triple captain chip for the final week and completely got burned. We both used it on De Bruyne. We thought it would be a good play. It wasn't. Uh, you got the minimum return for a triple captain that you could possibly get. Uh, Olivier Giroud. Well, could have gotten the, a yellow
0: card and gotten us yeah, three total.
1: <laughs> true, true. But uh, Olivier Giroud was the bingo number called for the triple captain in week 38. So if, if he did that, cheers on you. Uh, I ended on 46 points um, in the final week. Um, I finished it just a little bit over sixty-four thousand overall, which is is pretty good. You know, that's I'm not good at math, but I think that's I believe, in the in the top one and one point eight percent, one point nine percent somewhere in there. So that's pretty decent. Uh, I've, I've jumped up a lot of spots since last year, like fifty thousand overall, I believe, since last year. So I'm progressing as it goes. You know, maybe I'm talking about things that I actually know, and maybe it's it's working. It's like learning a new skill you know next thing you know i'm going to start welding and um, move to pittsburgh become a dancer and maybe try my hand at flash dancing i don't know mm. um but yeah so right now i'm going to stick with the with the fantasy premier league so yeah so i finished with 46 points week 38 we kind of got bumped with the triple captain our strategy was it was the right strategy we just had the wrong guy i believe but you know hindsight is 2020 20 when things come and you see all the results that happen but you know overall I was happy with my season so I can't complain we've uh, we had a lot of fun you and I talking about uh, fantasy Premier League every week for sure um, so we're probably gonna do it again next year for anybody interested in waiting until that day to sit by your radio <laughs> especially and, if you
0: specifically hate the
1: euros but yeah. want
0: more of us
1: <laughs> yeah well the good thing is you know we're gonna be doing we're gonna be covering the euros for the the official UEFA site we're gonna be using the official UEFA site to uh, use for fantasy.
0: Yeah, we still have the lures out in the water to see if we can tempt yeah. anybody to come on here and sponsor us. But yeah, as of now that's what it's looking like.
1: Yeah. But it you know years. what it's and the and anybody hasn't hasn't signed up yet, it's pretty pretty standard. It's on UEFA.com. Yeah, I'll give them a free plug. They they have all the money in the world. They're not going to give us any so it doesn't make a <laughs> difference. But it's a good format. Similar scoring to uh, Regular fantasy Premier League, but we're going to get into that a little bit after the commercial break that you will hear or not hear, depending on where you live. Uh, <laughs> the, the fun thing that we and Kev are going to do—we we we talked about this—making a speculative team based on assumed uh, price tags for next year. Uh, who we would have, you know, bas- we'd have to draft 15 players again, like the official format, and make a team and kind of base our team on the 100, 100 million pounds, you know, spending limit. So I'm gonna let Kev go first because he's been thoroughly punching the numbers and figuring out people's prices for next year. So, <laughs> Kevo,
0: Kevo, take it away. Aw, you're you're too kind. <laughs> All right, well ladies, I'm gonna I'm gonna start out ladies before gentlemen, <laughs> age before beauty. Wait, I'm other way. Oh dang, the, I think I just burned fruit. myself. <laughs> Beer before liquor? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin before Rob, uh, never uh sicker? Hmm, that didn't work out. All right, Um. so up front, you got to start out with the main man. Golden boot winner. Homer call if you've ever heard one. Harry Kane. I think he'll probably be around 12. I don't know if he'll reach the dizzying heights of the 13s like where it was this year. Now, 12 is a ridiculous price, but if you're paying for 20-plus goals... To just set it and forget it throughout the year. I think it's worth it. The next one is up in the air. I have Anthony Martial. I have enlisted at 8. It could really be anywhere between 8 and 9 for me. But this is massively dependent on if they sign Zlatan. If they do, you don't really want to be a part of this. Like last summer we told you to avoid all of the Manchester United midfielders. Because there were just too many of them. Same case here. If they bring in Zlatan and they don't sell Rooney for some reason... <laughs> Then you have four forwards up there. You probably just want to avoid the whole mess. Um, my third forward is Sam Vokes. I, I've listed him at 4-5 from Burnley. Could be 5. Um, everybody's going to be going for Andre Gray. Sam Vokes scores plenty of goals and and uh, got a fair few assists for Burnley this year as well. So I think he might be the interesting counterplay there. Uh, heading over to the midfield, Mesut Ozil. I can own Arsenal players next year. Going for the assist, King, I think if you can basically win yourself a category day one, to borrow from fantasy baseball strategy in Roto, you do it. That's why I have Kane, scored the most goals, Otzel had the most assists, lock that in. Dimitri Payet, I think, will be somewhere between 10 and 11. Lock that in. Best set-piece taker in the Premier League, 26% of his goals and assists came via dead ball situations, which is incredible. I also <laughs> wrote that in my article, so if you read that, and now you're listening to this, and you're like, hey, that's not an original thought. Well, it was my original thought back then. Can you really, uh, you know, like copyright infringe yourself? I'm not really sure. We're going to move on. <laughs> my boy Gilfie Sigurdsson, 9 goals and 11 in 2016. Then Raheem Sterling, which I haven't seen a lot about, but he dropped in price throughout the year, ended on 8-5. I think he could be as low as 8 in the summer, You're coming in with Pep Guardiola. You've already seen what he can do uh, with wide players and and just good players overall. I think Sterling will be cheap enough that his return will improve enough that he'll be really worth it. I'm not really sure what's going to happen. Are they going to keep making De Bruyne a play out wide? If so, you have to facilitate getting him and Silva and someone into that front four if you're counting Aguero as well but I think Sterling could be a really interesting gamble next year much as Willian was this year and that obviously paid off uh, and then my kind of price dump midfielder at 4-5 moved there today Victor Fisher for Middlesbrough scored 12 goals over at Ajax this season he's dealt with injuries in the past but I think he's a really dangerous attacking threat and could do well for them Defense, Chris Smalling at 6'5". I thought about Bellerin. Too expensive. Also has to worry about Champions League. Do you think there's a chance that Chris Smalling plays a minute of Europa League football? I'm not so sure. Yeah, me either. (laughs) Uh, He he may, but he may not. I don't know. Right? Yeah, I'm I'm thinking you you can feel pretty safe there. And that's pretty much the philosophy I stuck with here in defense. Um, As I also have Alberto Moreno in here. Am I aware that he's not actually a left back? Sure am. Doesn't have a defensive bone in his body. But he gets forward. He sends in crosses lots of chances created from the wing back position. I think it'll still cost around 5, so that's not something that puts you off. And they're not in any European competition. So now you're in a situation like West Ham this year where you know Cresswell is a decent enough wing back. He's not amazing, but in fantasy he was incredibly reliable because he didn't have to deal with any other competitions. I think that that kind of play could be Moreno this year or Joe Gomez if he ends up playing as a wing back instead of a center back, but he's dealing with injury, we're not going to get into that now. Danny Simpson at 4-5, because Mm -hmm. I think that they improve in that position for the Champions League, but that he'll also have a low price for the Premier League. Mm -hmm. So I think of all the Leicester players, a lot of them are going to be overpriced next year. That's
1: just the reality. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so I think Simpson will be relegated to Premier League duty, and if he is, I I still think he'll be in that 4-5 range. My question to you on the Leicester guys, as a broad stroke, is do you think first half Leicester defense or second half Leicester defense is closer to the truth?
1: Um, I think it's second half. I think they they gelled better in the second half, and it showed. Everybody seemed to find their place in the mix. Sims, we know what Simpson was. He's a lockdown guy on the outside. Fuchs is a facilitator from the other side, and then you got the two behemoths in the middle. You know the thing with Leicester is can can the behemoths in the middle, who are both in their thirties, continue to play at a a high rate with the extended amount of games that they're going to be playing. That's the that's the big question. If it's going to wear on them, I know they're going to they're going to improve their depth there, and they'll probably you know um, feed in a couple new guys into the mix for the for the you know the earlier rounds of the champion Champions League and whatnot. But you know that's the big question for me is can Morgan and Huth hold up enough through the you know the additional twenty five games that they're going to play.
0: Maybe. Very optimistic shout from Rob there on Leicester's Champions maybe. League ambitions. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> you say presumably, in the end with that pres- baby. presumably, twenty-five <laughs> extra. Um, then uh, another interesting rotation gamble is Kieran Trippier. Obviously, he was a top-five defender two years ago. We saw that period in the middle of the year where Pochettino was doing an outright swap of wing backs each match. With the pair of Trippier and Davis and Rose and Walker. I think there's no way that Rose and Walker don't start every Champions League match. Which I think we could be seeing a lot of Trippier in Premier League action. I know it's a gamble with Trippier and Simpson, but I'm kind of figuring that they'll balance out. Um, and then my last defender is Stephen Ward from Burnley. Got a fair few assists. Kind of feels, you know, super lazy comparison. And I'm not, I don't think it's even the right side of the pitch. Um, but Trippier, where you know they love to get their wing backs forward and sending crosses. So that's my price dump there. Then Jack Butland at Stoke. I think the injury will keep his price in check. I think mm-hmm. Mbula will settle more. I think that that defense will start to improve again. I think this was the dip year. As we were starting to see them kind of overcompensate an attack. Uh, but, but I think the defense will kind of counter out. And the good thing about Butland is either the defense improves and he gets more clean sheets. Or it stays mediocre and he gets loads of saves. Then Tom Heaton, Burnley... Uh, England call up to his name now uh, I, I think is just a really cheap for uh, price dump as well usually I don't go price dump keeper but you know we're we're, we're working with massage numbers here in the first place so I yeah. thought it was probably safe to play there so my total comes out at exactly 100 based on my own estimations nice. um, but we'll, we'll see how that goes in the future I probably don't need three Burnley players uh, but I watched loads more of them in the championship than any other championship side so uh, yeah, they maybe were, they, a little familiarity they were bias.
1: They were featured a lot because they were in first place. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And Victor Fisher from Middlesbrough, I think, is interesting. And you have to remember, we don't know who the third team is yet. Yeah. If Hall come back up, you have loads of interesting options like Abel Hernandez. You have El Mahamdi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, do you trust Huddleston? I sure don't. Maybe mm-hmm. Michael Dawson. They have Mo Diame. A lot mm-hmm. of interesting options. Oh, and uh, Andy Roberts, Robertson, Robertson, Robertson. Yeah. Okay. Cool. The one that's Scottish, but had never been the this- was that that guy? I don't remember who it was. There was a Scotland call-up where the guy had never been to Scotland. He qualified through his grandparents, and his first trip to Scotland was his call-up.
1: Nice. Yeah, Andrew, I, I think Andrew that might Robertson. have been
0: him. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, but anyway, that's the, a funny story. Yeah, the guys from uh, HFC uh, Tiger Link on Twitter, our, our friends uh, over there, Peter and Charlotte, uh, were huge on Robertson uh, a couple years ago. Uh, and I'd expect him to to do well if they came back up. So if it's Hull, again, loads of options there. They're in the championship final uh, on Saturday. If it's not them, I think Sheffield Wednesday is the other team in there, and uh, yeah. I don't really know much at all about that. Yeah, so I'm... hopefully it'll be Hull. That's the official take of this guy, and those are my uh, fantasy. You know, That's my first draft based on my own estimated prices uh, yeah.
1: for this coming 2016-2017 season. Rob... Who nice. you got? Nice. Well, I mean, we're going to have a lot of similarities here because, you know, there's we're trying to pick players that are, you know, had success this year. So, up top, I went a little different here and you mentioned one of the guys names I, 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 I put in my team. Uh, but I'll start off Harry Kane. You got to, can't go wrong. He's probably penciling in for 20 plus. Uh, his price point like you said is probably going to be started. I think it's going to start at 12. I think that's probably a good hedging point. Because I don't, I think Aguero still starts at thir- like twelve five, maybe thirteen, yeah. uh, and then I think Kane and if Abramovich comes in, I think Abramovich probably starts at that same twelve, which is crazy to think about. But it'll probably be between eleven and twelve, and I'm leaning towards twelve. Uh, my other two forwards, I went cheap. Through my other two forwards, because uh, I did this last year. I like the speculations of you know the promoted teams. So, like you mentioned, Andre Gray. Andre Gray is my homeboy. He plays for Canada. I'm partially Canadian, amongst other twelve other things that I'm mixed up. I'm a Northeast milkshake, (laughs) as they call it. Uh, Just look at his stats from the championship. You'll get to know him very soon because he's going to be overhyped when the season starts. But Golden Boot, start the championship. Yeah, absolutely. And he's a phenomenal player. He doesn't play like Damare Gray at all. He plays like Andre Gray. Uh, and my uh, my third guy, I'm interested to see what City does with the second striker option. Oh yeah. Because Pep, Pep likes to play a second striker option. And, you know, Inacho has shown ability to play alongside Aguero and still hold his own and get his goals. That is the interesting thing to me. The good thing about it is I don't think his price point is going to be phenomenally overpriced. If he starts at seven seven five is that outlandish?
0: No, I no. think that's absolutely worth it. His strike rate was pretty solid, his goals per ninety mm-hmm. was pretty great as well he yeah. was a, i mean he was a yeah. he, if if you if he had gotten two thousand minutes this year, he scores mm-hmm. ten plus goals easy
1: yeah, I think he says fifteen and fifteen and five probably fifteen fifteen goals and five assists.
0: He's better than Gomez, like, by the way. When you hear, oh, yeah. I know when you listen to this podcast and you hear fifteen goals, your first thought is Kevin's the biggest idiot of all time. But he, Nacho is actually talented.
1: No way, Gomez is the best. No, I'm kidding. But, but he's gonna play for Big Sam. Big, I, I lost over a hundred
0: bucks on Gomez bets.
1: Yeah. Oh well, that happens. What are you gonna
0: do? Yeah, dude, but, I looked so smart the first four weeks of the season with yeah. him and Lens.
1: Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Five goals and four assists between them the first four weeks. Yeah, I loved Lens to start the year. I was all over Lenz. To be fair, when he's we were still good. About,
0: just Sunday yeah, under.
1: Nah, yeah, absolutely. He, just, he. I've said this to you a hundred times. Jermaine Lenz's problem is he's a diva, and Big Sam does not like divas. Yeah, and he's a flare player, it's, and Big Sam, yeah, doesn't like yeah, absolutely, flare players. no, he he likes grittiness, and he doesn't. He's not exactly what he wants.
0: I I don't want to yes. get sued for libel here, but I I my opinion. Is it Sam Hallardice would still rather have Adam Johnson than Jeremy Lenz
1: <laughs> <laughs> lawsuit and all? Mm, maybe. Yeah. No, is that too far? Yeah. We'll, we'll no. retract that. <laughs> no, it's no I I I could see that being making sense in some uh, some way. But yeah, Big Sam's a big he's a big weirdo. And I I would like to see what he if you know the rumors come true that you know he, that Sunderland is chasing Andre Ayew. I would like to see where he fits in there. It's yeah, like man. it's like it's like last year's Jermaine Lens in this year's Andre Ayew. I yeah. don't know.
0: I but, think but, yeah. uh, two potential landing spots for Lens that would make him really interesting for fantasy would be Watford and Leicester, both of which uh, could could use improved wing play.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Watford is a good call. Um, yeah, so that's my forwards, uh, Nacho Gray, Kane. I save a little money. I figure Gray is probably going to come up what Agalu started out last year at 5-5 five, because five, they're probably about the same kind of caliber player being from the promoted squad. Uh, through the midfield, I kept it kind of chalk for what, what we saw last year. I go Dimitri Payet. I think uh, what we see is what we get from him. I think he's only going to continue. I think the extended play in, in extra games is only going to help a player with Payet's ability because – People around the world are going to see him, and he likes to be seen. He's a big time "look at me" guy. Mm. Uh, my second guy, I, I I love this guy only because I love him. You know, Mark Ornatovich. I think Stoke, I think Stoke with uh, no Stoke is a team that doesn't have any extra games this year that showed enough ability that they only need a couple other pieces to augment their team. They need, I think, they need a, a stout defender who can who can get involved in the play. And I think they need a, a striker that's probably consistently on the pitch. Boyan can't stay on the pitch. Uh, Andoy, who, yeah, Andoy, right? Uh, Doof, Doof. Sorry, Mami Bjar Doof. Yeah, dief. you know who I love. If, if yeah, if, uh, I like him too. He just doesn't get the time, and he looks like he takes too many plays off. But I think if they get a. Uh, a tip of the spear guy and a, a defender who can contribute, I think that Stoke are a team to look out for fantasy-wise because their values aren't going to be that much. Th- Arnautovic ended the season pretty pretty cheaply. I think he was in the sevens or yeah. high sixes. Yeah, and high sixes probably, think, yeah. we, he probably starts it right there. He probably starts at 7, 7.5, which is a great deal for, for someone of his ability. Yeah. By
0: the way, uh, people have already forgotten about Peters again.
1: I don't know how this happens come on, come on.
0: every year, but Peters he, he is just, well, always a B-plus option. At all times,
1: he 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 wore down so much down the stretch it wasn't even funny. He looked like he was just out of energy, he got sapped out of him. But yeah, anyway, but he'll, the start be of back. next
0: season, yeah, that's my point though. Is every year everyone's like, ah, well, you know, not much to be impressed mm-hmm. by. And then he always finishes top twenty-five defense, like like yeah. clockwork. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah.
1: So to so round down my midfield, uh, my high-priced guy through the midfield, I'll, I'll take Alexis Sanchez over a, over a, a higher-priced forward because I'll just extend my midfield play uh you know Lexus is he he's in and out with with arsenal where he's fantasy relevant and then he's not fantasy relevant and then he blows up and then you don't own him so if you don't own him then you're screwed so that's why I'm I'm starting him with my team uh my fourth option love this guy I love what he showed down the stretch uh for southampton he's another player that you know he's a look at me player, and if he stays with Southampton, okay, good. If he gets transferred somewhere else, he's going to be in a better, probably a better position than he is at Southampton. Sadio Mane, uh, price wise, he's probably going to be similar to what Arnautovic is going to be, 7'5", maybe eight. So he's a good middle range uh, midfielder for you to target. And my last guy will make Kevin smile because I want to bring in Della Ali, even though he's going to be, he's even gonna though he's so going to be a little upset. overpriced, he's going to be so overpriced. Um, but he's going to be owned a lot And he's going to give you fantasy returns That you really can't miss uh, I figure he'll probably be priced at like 8 Would, would that be a good starting point, 8?
0: Yeah, I, I think 8 to 8.5 I think Erickson comes in at .5 under him And Lamella comes a full point under him okay, but- So Ali
1: would be 9 And then I'd probably put Erickson at 8.5 And then Lamella, Lamella would be around. 8
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair Although, uh, to your credit I think Ali is the one that sees the most minutes in both competitions.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because he's he's the youngest, and I think his play is built for the the champions.
0: League. Yeah, and he has the legs, as opposed to yep. Erickson and Lamella, who are more creators than athletes.
1: Yeah, Ali is pogba light, is what he is. Hmm, interesting.
0: I have to think about that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Listen to an article coming from me in like two months where I steal yeah. that idea. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and on the... F- and on defense, I got really speculative with a couple guys because we talked about this idea before we went on the air, and I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to grab two guys that I that I like this season but were out of position on the official game. So I'm going to start with the two guys that I think that are going to probably be listed as defenders but probably won't, and they played more games in defense than I think they did everywhere else. That's Daily Blind and Mike Calantonio. Uh, Blind, if he if his price tag comes in anywhere around 5'5", five, five, he's probably someone you want to jump on because he's the – He's the adverse grab for Chris Smalling if you're looking for a, or a, a United defender to pair with your De Gea, which I have in goal, so I'll skip ahead. Um, but I like what United does defensively. Just look at their, their goals allowed at home. It's pretty pretty tiny. Uh, Mikel Antonio is awesome. He's a contributing factor from from defense through the midfield, and he scores goals. Uh it's only going to continue, especially if he's listed as a defender and plays midfield next year, because that's awesome for you because you get to reap the benefits.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, the we talked about the lesser defenders. I'm sticking with Christian Fuchs. I think he's a great facilitator in that system. He's got the he. He basically plays it to the guys who can do stuff with their ability, and he has ability of his own. You'll figure that out this during the Euro, uh the Euros this year because he's playing for Austria and he is the captain. So to definitely keep an eye on him this this summer and especially for next year. Uh, I, I'm going with Hector Bellerin. You can't go wrong. He's the number one fantasy defender for me. Uh, you got you got to have three Arsenal guys, I think, next year. I think that they probably are going to jump out of the gates and score a lot early. That's just my guess. Uh, and my last defender, my salary dump, I'm going to go with a Daniel Ayala from Middlesbrough. Uh, look, look at him. I've seen him a couple times play. He reminds me of a lot of... Uh, Ramiro Funes-Mori from Everton a ton. Uh, he's Spanish to defend. He plays okay. He's a little bit older. He's 26, but Millsboro's not going to woo anybody with their offensive play, so he's probably going to get a lot of run out from defense. Uh, in goal, I uh, have Tom Heaton and David De Gea. Uh, you basically want a top goalie and a good rotation guy. You know, We don't know the schedules. The schedules come out in two weeks, June 15th, I believe. So we won't know the rotation things so that that's something to take into consideration when you're looking at goalies is the early season rotation of who matches up well. But you really know who plays well because they haven't really played any games yet. So you're going to be like, well, this team looks good, but it doesn't say it's good. So anyway, but yeah. So I got Heaton De Gea, Blinda, Antonio, Fuchs, Bellerin, Daniel Ayala, Payet, Arnautovic, Alexis, Mane, Ali, Ayanacho, Gray, and Kane. I figured it's going to come in at like 98500000 Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, not not bad shouts there. I do have a question for you that I'm sure people will be wanting to hear from us, which is: mm-hmm. Do you care at all, even a little bit, at all, about Granit Xhaka moving to Arsenal?
1: Not not really. You know, he doesn't do it, he doesn't do it for me. I think he's probably going to be more of a of a Champions League player than a Premier League player to me. That's and he just... doesn't score goals or get assists. He's the new he's he, What did I say that when they signed him? Who did who did I compare him to? He's the new Mark Mikel Arteta.
0: Hmm. Yeah, not a bad shout. I'd say if there's anybody it helps, maybe it helps Ramsey if it pushes him further up the pitch. But if he moves further up, now he's getting in the way of Otzel slash Sanchez, and now they're going to have Kathorla back. If you had to, I, it, wouldn't you assume that Ramsey's on the way out? Also, Wilshere's now back in an England training. How are they going to, you know what, this, this is getting weird and rambly. Is this the new Manchester United midfield for you? Are you, like, now a little bit shying away from some of these guys?
1: Yeah, the only guy you really want to even roster is Sanchez. Uh, But there's too many guys to go around for not enough positions, which is bad for fantasy because it forces guys into rotations and untrusting uh, fantasy, you know, cruises that you get stuck on. And you get stuck on a guy and you're like, oh, this will be the week that Ramsey comes through and then Ramsey gets benched. You know, it's basically like the Liverpool defense, you know, Liverpool midfielders at the end of the season where everybody was trying to figure out who was going to play. Mm. And they basically steal value from each other. It's not a good thing that right now that we're talking about it. You know, when the season starts to draw near and they start training and we're going to figure out who fits in where. And you know, it'd be interesting to see where everybody fits in because they do have a lot of talent. And the, the, the return of Jack Wilshire is going to throw a wrench in the whole thing. That's, that's the bad thing. And I don't even think Wilshire is a great fantasy player, to, to be honest.
0: Yeah, all agreements with me. So now we'll take a quick break and come back to talk to you about the Euros.
2: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
0: Weird gap accomplished. We nailed it. We were so quiet during that period or you just heard a super dope ad for a product that we both definitely endorse without knowing what it is.
1: Totally. I have twelve of them in my
0: closet. I'll blindly endorse it, unless they're not units of measure, in which case I totally use that service.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we I
0: think we covered all our bases there, and that's that's the good news part. Okay, so we're gonna head into the Euros. I thought we should wait, Rob thought we should go for it, but you know we're a team.
1: I'm gonna back my boy. If he wants to talk about Euros, we're gonna talk about. Euros. We'll we'll touch a little bit on it because it doesn't start for three more weeks. So you get two additional podcasts after this one to completely elaborate on the whole you know official Euro game fantasy game that we're all going to be playing, which is on uefa com. Uh, me and Kevin have started our own uh, league uh, that anybody can join. Uh, it's kind of it's a private league, but with a code. So we're going to post the. Uh, the code after the podcast onto Twitter or any of the official sites that handle the FPL Roundtable here. So anybody who wants to join it will be able to access that, that code and challenge us. And we're me and Kevin it, have two weeks to think of a good prize to give away. I already have one, uh, it depends on where you're located in the world, but it doesn't matter because I'll get it there because I got, I got connections everywhere. I'll just steal a plane and, and fly it to, and airdrop it like Operation Dumbo Drop or something like that. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> it's going to be fun. FPL Roundtable is the Fantasy League. Uh, we'll, we'll attach the code, like I said, so everybody can join and challenge me and Kev. And, uh, you know, it's going to be fun. It's going to be another a nice month-long process or six weeks process of uh, games, you know, and then it's going to take us right to the Olympics, and then we're basically back at the FPL season again. Yep. So, so Kev, when you're, when you're looking at your team, we both have made a team already, and we've gone back and forth about it. What are the key things that you're looking for? Are you taking into account any of the qualifying stats, or are you looking just for names, or Are you just rostering all Spurs guys?
0: Yeah, you kind of touched on it with that last comment. When I did my first draft and sent to you the day that the game opened, I was like, look at my first team. And uh, eight of them were either Spurs or former Spurs players. Uh, I have made adjustments to that since. (laughs) Looking through qualifying stats can be a little bit of a red herring. A lot of times that success doesn't automatically carry through as the qualifying has ended long enough ago now that really the club form is something you really want to be taking a look at. It's it's why I have somebody like Artem Zuba in my team because he was just scoring goals for fun at Zenit in Russia. Um, you know... Bale, Kane, Modric, Sigurdsson, Ali, and Vertongen are all Spurs players. Uh, not interested in Larissa as I saw him the last few months of the season, and that was not great. Um, but yeah, I, I really like to look at club form to kind of see how players are doing heading immediately into the tournament. I know that international teams play differently. For example, I know you said to cut down on the Spurs talk, but Vertonghen and Alderweire look like they're going to be playing wing back for Belgium, which I don't love nearly as much. They don't really have the pace there, more likely to get scored on as they're dealing with players like that. So, you know, you, you do have to make some adjustments to fit the international team.
1: And just to make everybody aware, the transfer systems are a little bit different than in this, this UEFA uh, a game than the official game on the Premier League. Uh, you basically get one transfer... Per group stage game, per match day, and then when it goes to the round of 16, you have unlimited amount of transfers, and then the quarterfinals you have four transfers total, and then the semifinals you have six, and then the finals you have six transfers. So the transferring system is a little bit different. It's not like one per week like you're accustomed to. So when you make out your team, uh, basically what they do is they give you the first two games, and that's your that's for the match day. You know for your your roster to, to, to set up your guys and then you can transfer out after that uh, so just be just be heading that make sure you follow the make sure you read the rules and I believe that I don't think this is a rule and I'm gonna drop it on Kevin here the the assists thing where no assist is given to a player winning a penalty or a free kick that is not the way that the Premier League operates right. correct yeah so People who look to guys who get fouled a lot, like the Italian diving team or the Portuguese diving <laughs> team, or and you you want to add guys value that way? Yeah, it's not a good idea. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna fail in comparison to the to the other judges that are judging the competition. But yeah, so make sure you're, you're up up to date on the rules. It's the same same rules that we're accustomed to for, for the official game. You know, fifteen players, uh, $100 hundred hundred million dollar budget. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, There is an interesting rule before we move on from the
0: rules, which is at least in past iterations, you could remove a player that's already played and put in somebody from your subs bench before that person has played. So you're basically gambling on somebody on your bench outscoring somebody that was in your 11, and you can physically do that. Have not yet seen if that's something we can do this year, but in years past you could, which is a really interesting caveat. So if you have somebody that did nothing all match, and just got two points, and you're like, "Oh, well, somebody on my bench has a good matchup. Maybe they'll fare better." A, why weren't they in your lineup in the first place? But B, then you can, in theory, after the fact, sub in players uh, as long as the second player hasn't played yet.
1: I think I think they're working on the uh, the automatic substitution thing now. Interesting. I'm reading it now. The bench, automatic substitution. Based on your priorities, you sign automatic substitution. to process in Monday, match day, blah, blah, blah. So it's, I think they're doing automatic oh, so it substitution it stuff. Enough. Yeah. Ah, so. Lame. No, we can't skate through the rules, Kevin DeVries. <laughs> but, but yeah, so, you know, I, I kind of mix in, uh, you know, I, I don't follow a lot of the, the world. I mean, I do. I mean, I'm not like a – I sit at home all day and watch soccer. But I like to – I'm a, I'm a fantasy guy. I Kevin knows me. I cover a lot of sports for mm-hmm. com. And I'm a, I'm not like a complete stat geek where I wear like a Casio calculator watch. And I'm not one of those guys who just knows nothing and I just make up jargon. I'm like somewhere in between. But I like to fall on the analytic side. So I believe that the the qualifying process – has a lot to do with the the selection of your team, hmm. so so there's the stats basically are there for you to look up. There's there's a lot of good sites out there, especially you know that track the qualifying stats. But just just to, just to drop some money, and I'm a big I'm a firm believer in the uh, the qualifying stats. The for, to me, you want to look at teams. Especially in the, the early couple games that have great matchups, great matchups are probably the best thing. But how can you say that they're not isn't a great matchup because these are the best teams in Europe? So obviously, there really isn't going to be you know there's not like the Moldova where everybody's going to roll over them eight nothing in this tournament. So you kind of have to be a little bit more selective in that process. So take the the qualifying stats with a grain of salt and. Do some research. See who their see who their opponents are. Those those are the best pieces of advice that I have for you, um, because you know if you look at the qualifying stats, you know uh, anybody think that that the the Shakhtar defense team of Pyatov and Shevchuk are going to be the highest scoring goalie and defender in this this tournament? No, they're probably <laughs> they not. You know, the Ukraine had seven clean sheets. That's not going to happen again. You know, through the midfield. The names get a little bit more, you know, you know, known. You know, Mueller, Bale, you know, Yarmolenko. I think these are all a
0: forward g- in this, but yeah.
1: Yeah, but these are all guys that are all going to be, you know, in the fray for fantasy relevance. And up top, obviously, Lewandowski, who was the, the top scoring in qualifier with goals and points, if you actually calculated into this system with 84, uh, he's somebody that's definitely going to be somebody you'd look at. So, yeah. So everybody who wants to join, it's fun. It's just it's soccer, just on an international flavor, just not the FPL tip. So me and Kevin made teams. We're, what we'll do is, you know, Kevin, I think we should just save our teams and we'll we'll take a picture and we'll post them online when people want to see how we did. What do you think?
0: <laughs> oh, for, for before it starts, or, or like for one?
1: for 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 this week, I think we'll what we'll do is we'll post our code. We'll post our team pictures and this way people see what we're thinking who we're thinking about and you know get people get people in the in this in the mind frame to to be to see what's going on give them a chance to to read through the rules grab their teams because there's a lot of there's a lot of people right now that are you know they're interested in playing this, this this format they just you know they haven't done enough and i think by us doing talking about it now is a great introduction what do you think
0: yeah I think it's a pretty solid shout in fact I'm thinking maybe we could turn this into a Twitter poll which we haven't actually done from the official EPL Roundtable Twitter but we could each put up photos of ours and then have people vote for which team they think is better Rob
1: Ooh, Ooh I like it
0: I think mine's better mine's better dude. No, mine's, mine's better.
1: better I got sparkles I got sparkles on mine dudes. <laughs>
0: Soon. i If there's uh, one player that I wish I had on my team that I don't, it's Arkadziz Milik, the Polish one from Ajax. Because um, you anyway. can't say his name? <laughs> or... <laughs> it's a part of it. Uh, no, I, I had to decide between him and Zuba, and I think Zuba is better, but they'll probably not go as far. I don't know. Anyway, when you see my team, that's like the one player that I was like, mm, I hope I can get him in there, and I didn't.
1: Yeah, well, like I said, you got to base your your moves and your starting teams based on their opponents because you'll be able to transfer more on the second match on the third match day. Everybody gets one match day or whatever you know, two games, and then you can make as many transfers as you want on that match day. So, yeah. but just re- just read the rules. So you're going to be basically stacking your team. It's basically almost like a daily lineup fantasy with a with a you know official Premier League game twist. Yeah. So. All right.
0: Cool. Well, do you have any uh, final thoughts for the past now, uh, fifteen, sixteen season? Or no, it was a, it was a good
1: year. You know, I can't wait to uh, get together with the gang from the the fantasy uh, soccer, you know, treasure trove that uh, we all have, and get together and discuss fantasy soccer this summer, probably at a. Is it is it a destination still to be determined? I believe, right? I,
0: I, it's you know it's probably just still going to be a bar in New York. <laughs> we like to pretend that it's
1: fancier than that. Yeah, that that's fine. I mean, as long as <laughs> as long as I don't have to foot the foot the bill, that's
2: fine. With me.
0: Yep. Oh, and now uh, both of us will be part of a few slow drafts this off season, which we'll probably yeah, publish the results for. And and if it's still going on while we're recording stuff, we may like if we're doing a Euro show and we're in the middle of a slow draft, we we may throw in a little
1: yeah, uh, give you some. Imagine live that. picks. Live, live picks. We'll be, we'll be more Twitter, Twitter active with our draft style because draft style is becoming a little bit more uh, of, a, of a playing option now that there are multiple formats, especially yeah. PlayTarget.com. Oh,
0: you know what? You've given me an excellent segue there by mentioning PlayTarget.com and the experts whom we're such good friends with. And that is that for as many of you are like, why does Kevin talk about the official FPL game? You know what? I a little bit agree with you. But I did come second again in the Taga Experts League. There are 12 experts in there. I'd list the names, but A, name-dropping. Who does that? <laughs> B, you've probably heard of most of them. Um, but draft, draft is really my jam. Came in second again this season. That's two years in a row. Always the bridesmaid, etc., etc. But um But did
1: much better than you, Rob. Mr. Yeah. You got 19 points. <laughs> well, to, to be honest, I really... I got killed with injuries this year i everybody i and had you a lot started with hazard right that was your first round yeah and i had and i had hazard as my first overall pick and it didn't do squat for me so i kind of gave up on my team i know it's not a I because i knew i couldn't catch anybody so i know it's a bad <laughs> fantasy thing to do but i kind of just gave up and just was set it and forget it and don't do my that
0: that's real bad i yeah, can but- Trippier as my second round pick that was a super awful idea yeah. But the other guy I had cute as Memphis Depay So <laughs> that, yeah. that didn't really work out so well either. But William was my star of the season and that. Uh, I picked up Sigurdsson and Ivanovich off waivers when people dropped them way too early in the season. By the way, if you're ever looking for like one little standby statement that you can always rely on in fantasy, regress to the mean. Every player, not every player, 80% of players will regress to the mean throughout a 38 game season. So if you we'll have struggling players like that in a in a setting where you own them for the year, mm-hmm. don't give up on them midway through because if they're going to reach their average, that means they're going to double perform in the second half. Yeah. It's well, so I like, frustrating I love, I love people when people
1: get panicky and drop guys in baseball. is such a long season that people I just picked I got up Ian
0: Jason- Desmond in the second week of the season off waivers. I just picked
1: up Jason Hayward because somebody That's dropped
0: insane. Him people although i actually don't really like jason here with that much but getting him off waivers is crazy pain. yeah he got him for I, and i didn't even have the first waiver claim i
1: didn't have the first i had five oh, for <laughs> real <laughs> yeah what? wait is it fab or no, no no if it's waiver just waiver order wow yeah so um, anyway but write it you can... out guys
0: yeah you should sure. if if you're in a draft format you should always have enough players that if you have somebody of that ilk that's struggling you can just bench them you shouldn't yeah. need to drop them. Just ride it out. Or trade, because in draft leagues, you can trade. Nobody in our league <laughs> trades. I had one of three trades that happened in that league this season, and mine was uh, I traded away Van Dyke oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> for Adrissa guy straight up, but it actually worked out because guy averaged 20 points a game because um, it includes tackling stats and interception stats. Uh, but Van Dyke did finish top three overall defenders. And then the other trade I did was... Joel Ward uh, and Sturridge for Eric Dyer and Bojan. And then I picked Joel Ward back up off waivers. So I ended up just trading Sturridge. uh, And obviously, he had a good, what was that, four or five matches in the last seven weeks. But I feel like I probably got more value out of those three players throughout the rest of the season. So anyway, trade in your leagues. I had the most transactions because I was looking for a good forward all season. Because I started with Gomez and um, who did I start with? Uh, gomez and da, 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 we just talked about him. Amamanbiramdiif. Uh, I mm-hmm. believed in both of them real hard, and that really didn't work out. Uh, but uh, made up for it in the midfield. Actually, David Silva struggled this year. Yeah, yeah. Torre struggled this year. Uh, But I I patchworked it up real nice. Like I said, picked up Siggy for a song. Um, Picked up Navas for (laughs) that 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 random random. That sounds like a song. (laughs) (laughs) Siggy for a song. (laughs) (laughs) Siggy Stardust. Uh, But anyway, that's me rambling about draft. But we'll talk more about that as that comes up. And when uh, Playtoga and John Wallen decide to write us another check.
1: Yeah, totally. Which is never going to happen because John's worried about his house getting done before us. It just got done. He moved in two weeks ago. Oh, did he? Yeah. He never never tells me anything. I'm sorry,
0: man. Congrats yeah. to John, except not because why don't you talk to Rob anymore, man? I thought yeah, y'all jerk. were tight. you were New York buddies. Yeah. Now John. you moved to Connecticut, no. I think.
1: And now, <laughs> how you gonna be like this, man? No, I love John. Yeah, he's anytime awesome. he wants, he's he's one of our 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 staple guests. If. If we ever needed somebody to come on or wanted somebody to come on, John would be the first guy we we contact.
0: Yeah, like if we wanted somebody to come on and talk about how draft formats work, we could bring him on despite him finishing behind me two years in a row in the game of the company that he works for.
1: Or um, or how Chris, or how Christian Eriksen is better than Dele Ali.
0: Or how Roberto Firmino would have a breakout year, which yeah, he ended up kind of actually doing. Although yeah. I would love for you to still take the Coutinho stance of that. He's it, he's, he's no, he's no Coutinho. He's, Firmino is no Coutinho. <laughs> This is my favorite thing. We'll have him on soon just so I can watch this happen and you guys can listen at home and laugh your heads off as both of them go apart. It's a tortoise and, and a hare. I'll take the
1: tortoise every time.
0: <laughs> uh, for me, no, it was cheaper and had more points.
1: Whatever. It's fine. We're going to head out of here. Uh, Tell the folks where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on rasbowl.com. I'm currently writing uh, bullpens and steals. For anybody in the fantasy thicket of fantasy baseball, uh, you can find me on Twitter, Smokey underscore Loogie. That's L O O G Y. Uh, you can find me on this podcast, and we're going to be all over Twitter now because we're trying to get this uh, the UEFA Game launched up and get as many people as possible to join up and. If we uh, I'm going to talk to Kevin offline and, and if we get a certain amount of, of people to join the, the prize, we'll try to I'll try to increase the prize a little bit. Maybe I'll get some some uh, maybe a nice kit or, you know, something. West
0: Morgan, man, give him yeah. <laughs> prizes, West Morgan's digits.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, West Morgan's compound. You get a 30 second tour
0: <laughs> on an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> on an iPhone. <laughs> a kit's not a bad shout, though. International kit of your choosing for the winner.
1: Yeah, that's not a bad, that, that, that'd be actually a good, that'd actually be a good idea. No numbers, because that's extra. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll put league badges on it, just to but, ruin And it. plus, we're not telling you what year the kid is from.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we're not supposed to say that on air, man. Oh, uh, it was a fine print. I think there's a guy on Twitter, I, I, I don't want to get this wrong, but I think it's Emilio Sansolini, mm-hmm. and he does like fashion versions of kits. Nice. And they're really, really awesome. Maybe, maybe that's the route we'll go. Whoever wins it, we'll talk to you about it, but it's going to be us, so we'll just pay ourselves. But if you guys happen to win it, we'll figure out something real nice for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and I am Kevin DeVries, at KevRoff on Twitter. I have nothing to plug, that's a lie. Check out my season review <laughs> over at TheEaglesBeat.com. I thought I had nothing, I apologize. Uh, we also had loads of end-of-season reviews over... Uh, on the EPO Roundtable channel So go check those out Like Rob said we'll be updating things We'll post our teams We'll post the code to see if you want to join us There was a third thing Third thing uh, And I, I think Kit is a good idea for the winner of this um, So anyway Sorry that this came a bit late But so glad we got to talk to you guys again And uh, we'll be back next week Definitely next week Cool we'll be back next week Talking all things Euros once uh, everybody has mocked our teams on Twitter ruthlessly. Uh, but uh, Team Kevin, pick my team because my team is the best. And it's not just because there are too many Spurs players on it. Team
1: Smokey. Because I'm, you know, what? I'm just going to put Will Griggs on my team. And then my team's going to be on fire. Will Griggs on fire. That was tremendous. Also, uh, you mentioned baseball there. Real quick,
0: last couple things for me. Jamison Taillon Day is going to be June 12th, all but official. We started messing with his uh, minor league starts to line him up with what would have been an Nicasio start. I think we moved Nicasio into lock spot, drop lock into the bullpen. Uh, and go Penguins. Game seven tonight. <laughs> Wow, that was Sid- Sid- Sidney Crosby. Sid- nice of you. Hey, man, I like Gino Malkin more, but that's a whole—that's the whole, that's a whole oh. thing. All right, well, we will be back next week talking more euros, less hockey, probably more baseball. Hope you listen then.
1: Peace.